I often ask my clients, if I could pull the tapes out of your head, what would I hear? If I could lean in and listen to the whispers of your thoughts, how would I feel? And it's interesting because I often get this look like, wait, I don't know if I want to tell you. Because in those moments, sometimes my clients realize that the tapes in their head and the thoughts that they're entertaining are so negative, critical, and discouraging that they would never say them out loud to a friend. And so in today's episode, we are diving into how to consistently change your automatic negative thoughts. Are you in a season where you're longing for more, desiring inner peace, hoping for more authenticity in relationships? Perhaps you're feeling unsettled inside, like you know that God is calling you deeper, higher, and further than you've ever gone before. You are ready for change and it's time for something to shift. But what is it? What's been missing? My name is Amber Todd. I am a Christian counselor, and I believe that you were never meant to live a disconnected, segmented life. You were created for connection, deep, authentic, healing connection. First, within yourself, because your mental, physical, and spiritual health is interconnected. This is why I love collaborating with doctors and like-minded holistic practitioners who honor God's design for our whole being to function and operate in harmony. Life Interconnected Podcast is an intentional space you can come to every week to receive encouragement, hope, and a fresh perspective on your internal world so that you better understand your thoughts and emotions and how to live a connected life. Join this movement of mindful believers who desire to grow in our faith and cultivate a holistic approach to health and wellness. Subscribe to the podcast today and share it with your friends. Welcome to Life Interconnected. So I had this realization last week. I shared it on my Instagram stories, but I was at the gym and I was doing my regular workout routine. I've been really intentional this year since January to invest in my physical health. Um, In January, I hired a personal trainer, which was a game changer for me to just switch up my routine. Um, I was a high school athlete, which now that I'm almost 40, that routine doesn't work anymore. My body's changed a lot. And you know, so many times we get into our rhythms and habits and we're creatures of habit, right? And occasionally we need to recognize that what we have been doing isn't working. And to be honest, I just needed a new change. I needed accountability. I needed motivation for someone who could provide guidance in how my body's working now as a mom of four, um, what I need to support my health goals, which for me, a big part of it as a therapist is it's self-care, right? Exercise is an outlet. Um, you've heard me talk about this before, just the importance of processing our emotions, moving emotions through our body. Now, especially for me, because I'm holding space for other people's emotions, the gym and working out is a big outlet to be able to do that, to care for my mental health. And so I had this moment last week where I went into the gym. Now, normally I kind of have a routine, you know, starting on the track and I'll do some free weights upstairs. 
but I realized that I walked straight into what I call, um, the intense gym area with all of the big weights and bars and heavy machines. And to be honest, I had this moment where I felt so peaceful and it was unfamiliar because I recognized that I have not felt that way before. And I started reflecting on that and just kind of observing my thoughts. And I realized how much that space had brought and triggered automatic thoughts for me. I started reflecting on the fact that I used to look at um, other women who were super in shape and really confident in what they were doing. And I just would feel intimidated or think, wow, like how, how are they that fit? Or how, how can they, um, work out that consistently? Like it just felt hard for me in this season of life. And I felt like I had neglected my physical health in a lot of ways. So to be honest, I had thoughts of jealousy or judgment or comparing myself. And then when I look at the men, um, I would just feel really intimidated. You know, um, I just felt like, I think I had drawn some conclusions that that area of the gym was for guys, <laughs> which there's probably some like hidden bias in there somewhere, but I just didn't feel good. And so I found myself avoiding it. And when I hired a personal trainer, um, she began to give me workout tasks that were in that area. And, you know, to be honest, I just was kind of in the zone. And I think because I had her guidance, it didn't feel so scary. But now I found when I start to go there on my own, that it feels different. And I just had this moment where I stepped in there and I started, you know, thinking through what I was going to do for the, for the day. And I looked at a couple of women who were around me and I just, my automatic thought was, I am so proud of them. Like, look how hard she's working or wow. Like she, she is beautiful inside and out. And it's obviously not just about size. Like I have had that thought about women of multiple sizes, um, even women who, you know, seemed maybe timid or you could tell it was one of their first times at the gym. I felt so much love in my heart for them. Like good for them. Like they're making an effort. They're here. Um, they're showing up, they're trying their best. And regardless of the physical appearance of each person I saw, I genuinely had love in my heart. And I even, when I grabbed my free weights and I walked over to um, the area by uh, the mirror where I could sit down my stuff. Um, there was this guy next to me that honestly looked like a bodybuilder. Like he was killing it. <laughs> I have no idea how he was picking up the weight that he was. Um, but I just was in awe. Like I could see the fruit of his hard work and just in my heart honored the fact that he is so disciplined. And then I looked down, you know, at my 12 pound weights <laughs> Um, and I thought, I'm so proud of myself. Like I have come a long way and I have so much more energy than I used to. I feel, um, confident and good, um, when I look in the mirror and I'm not even exactly where I want to be, but here's the thought that I've been practicing. And I actually learned this from Joyce Meyer years ago. And she used to always say, I may not be where I want to be, but I'm not where I'm used, I used to be. I'm okay. And I'm on my way. And I just love that because it's just the mentality of celebrating progress, right? Like so many times we think, 
oh, like I need to be at a certain place until I'm ready to start. Like, you know, one of my family members doesn't go to the gym because they think that they have to be in shape before they go to the gym. And I'm like, (laughs) it's actually the opposite, right? Like we just need to show up. We need to show up and make whatever effort we can, wherever we're at. And this is so true in so many parts of life, right? Like even with podcasting, oh my goodness, there's lots of things that go behind the scene with podcasting. And I've taken courses and I've talked to people and I can tend to be a perfectionist and want to have everything figured out and do it just right before I start. And so many times in this process, even just showing up here for you guys every week, I've just had to make a choice. Like I am doing the best I can with what I have. That is one of the the, the thoughts that I've been practicing in this season, especially if you are facing any areas of heavy inner criticism. It's a great thought to practice. I am doing the best I can with what I have, or I'm doing the best I can in this season, right? Like I am a mom of four. I, I run my own counseling practice. I counsel multiple clients a week. I'm working on a lot of other exciting projects behind the scenes, some of which I'll be sharing more in the next few months. Um, I serve on the board of a nonprofit. Goodness, there are a lot of things going on right now in the season of my life. And so I've just had to accept that how I show up and the way I show up and even the frequency that I show up um, might have to change, right? Like I wanted to create a really strong foundation in this podcast And as we get into the summer, um, I'm going to be slowing down a little bit because that's a season of life I'm in with my kids home. And so I just encourage you wherever you're at, whether it's working out, whether it's something um, you're doing for your professional development, whether it's even ways you want to grow in friendship and relationship, just take the next right step. I love uh, the book, The Next Right Thing. Penny Freeman is the author and she has a journal that goes with it and Um, Her podcast is amazing. Um, I've just learned that uh, discerning the next right thing makes it so simple and we don't have to get overwhelmed by the big picture. You know, so many times at the beginning of the year, we have all these heavy goals and we have ambitious thoughts and sometimes honestly, just not realistic. And (laughs) this is why I love my assistant. She keeps me in check and not, she doesn't kill my dreams, but she helps me look at like, okay, Amber, what's your capacity? And is this realistic? And I, I do that a lot with postpartum moms as well, because, you know, our seasons of life change. Um, we have a way more capacity before pregnancy and then it, it, it diminishes in pregnancy and then it diminishes even further. And in, in postpartum, we have very small capacity. And so we just have to be honest with ourselves, right? And so I just want you to think about today, what I'm talking about is just an extension. We're going a little deeper from where I was at in episode two, and I really want to help you establish some consistency in renewing your mind and changing your automatic negative thoughts. So we're going to dive into the first point today. I want you to start to observe the content of your negative thinking. Okay. So ask yourself this question, what am I thinking negatively about? Now be honest. Okay. I want you to pause for a moment and really reflect on the quality of your thinking lately. Like gut check. This is between you, you yourself, right? I want you to think overall, what percentage of your thinking is negative? What percentage of your thinking is positive? 
What are the dominant thought loops going through your head? So this is what I taught about in episode two about superposition, right? So I learned this from a cognitive neuroscientist about how we can think about what we're thinking about. And sometimes even I'll do like a brain dump in my journal or just even looking at it on paper can be helpful. So any common thought loop that you have is a well-worn groove in your brain. And as I talked about in episode two, if it's a negative thought, it's like your brain is a wired uh, with fear and negativity. It literally hinders um, the flow of the spirit through you. It hinders the flow of love and peace. And so if we really want more inner peace, we need to be aware of what grooves we have established in our brain. So what thought is growing inside of you and how is it attached to maybe an emotion you're experiencing? Could it be bitterness, anger? Do you have a hardened heart towards someone or situation? Um, is it jealousy? Is it comparison? You guys, thoughts are literally like trees inside of our brain. And I don't know about you, but I really want a healthy, lush forest of thoughts inside of my head because I know how much that affects my body. I know how much that affects how I show up in my life and how I interact with people. And so as you're thinking about what the thought loops are inside of your head, let's take it a step further. Who are you thinking negatively about? I want you to reflect on the key people in your life. Okay. Who are you around the most? Your spouse, family members, friends, neighbors, or who do you try to avoid? Who have you drifted from? I've shared vulnerably before about just challenges and friendship. And for me, just because of experiencing three best friends moving away when I was younger, I noticed that I can I, I could tend to have automatic negative thoughts around friendship, especially if I feel like that person is distancing themselves or pulling away. I can go into self-protective mode and, and I can have thoughts like, oh, they don't care about me. Or, well, she hasn't texted me or reached out in this long. You know, she must not care. She must not want to spend time together, right? Like we can assume things, we can mind read. And when we do that, We can build an entire narrative that's not even based on truth. And so I want you to be aware of what thoughts you have towards that person. Are the thoughts you have towards them aligned with truth? Are the thoughts bringing fruit? And so I'll be honest, you know, Nate and I had um, an intense conversation last week, right? Like anytime we have conflict in marriage, it often exposes the, the deeper thoughts that we have towards our spouse. And I said something that in the heat of the moment, that was very hurtful to him. And I realized, oh my goodness, like God, (laughs) God convicted me that I had been entertaining that thought for a while, even though I hadn't formally said it out loud. But of course, in the heat of a moment in conflict out of the heart, our mouth speaks, right? That's what scripture says. And so I, 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 I said this out loud and it hurt him, right? And that was convicting to me because I took ownership of that ship of that realizing, right? Like that if I am entertaining that thought over days, weeks, months, or years, it's going to naturally come out, especially in times when I'm not in my logic and reasoning brain, when I'm in my reactive brain, which is when we're in marriage conflict, when we get triggered, when we get defensive, when we get offended, 
that is when often I'm just spilling out whatever negative things I've been dwelling on. So when you quote unquote say things you don't mean, let's be honest, you've had that thought way beyond just that moment. You've been feeding that negative thought in your head and it's time to renew your mind. It's time to change that thought because as we talked about last week, I want you to learn how to live from your spirit. I want this lush forest inside of your brain to reflect the truth of God that's in your spirit. Your spirit is your highest self. It's Christ within you. And if you want to live and think and move and breathe and behave from your spirit, you've got to start tending to the garden in your mind. You've got to start creating and cultivating a lush forest of thoughts, which means that those thoughts need to be rooted in truth need to be rooted in love. God is love. So for cultivating a loving thought life, we are literally allowing our vessel to, uh, to create space for the living God to flow through us and speak through us. So here's the next question. Where are you triggered to think negatively? Is it a certain place, social situation, a family setting? I mean, especially with summer coming up and trips and holidays, I really want you to think about that. Do you tend to be triggered around a certain place or, or setting? And I, I specifically want to address social media because I'm, I can be guilty of this, right? Like we can go into modes where we're just scrolling and I want you to assess, honestly, you know, how do you feel after, after scrolling? Is it 20 minutes? Is it an hour, two hours, whatever your routine is, right? How do you feel? I, I listened to an episode that really struck me last summer, um, and it was about how to curate your social media feed. And I never like heard that term before, but I really started reflecting on that because, you know, if you do engage in social media, typically the people you're following are just people you started following over the years that you've kind of met in different seasons or random accounts that you clicked follow. But in this season. Like, are those accounts contributing and supporting and helping your mental health? Do you walk away feeling encouraged? Or do you walk away with some of those automatic negative thoughts? Like, oh, I wish I looked like she did. Or, gosh, I'm not a mom like she is. Or, um, I wish I had that marriage, right? Is it is it coveting uh, jealousy? Um, is it stirring up judgment or inner criticism? And to curate your feed means to, to not just by default follow random people, but to um, intuitively um, allow your inner peace to um, confirm or filter those accounts that you follow so that when you do engage in social media, it is life-giving, right? And and I, I, I do want to say too, I also, for me personally, I view it as a ministry. It's a way that I can share what God has put in my heart. And so I think just getting really clear about defining your purpose and your intention on it. And if social media is something that, um, can lead to a negative inner thought life, I just want you to be mindful of that. And so this, you know, big takeaway that I had, um, to wrap up point number one was from something that Dr. Amen said last week, he's a psychiatrist and he, he said something about uh, he was talking about a holistic way to treat depression. And he was talking about, you know, kind of the full range of spectrum from vitamins, um, omega threes, um, and, and natural things that you can do to support your brain. But then one thing he said just struck me and he said, 
Do you have undisciplined thinking? I was like, wow, it's so true. Many people who are depressed have so many automatic negative thoughts that have gone unchecked that it has led to such a depressing inner environment inside of their brain. And so that was really motivating to me to, to think about, you know, how can I be more disciplined in my thinking? How can I be more intentional about what thoughts I'm entertaining in my head so that they are aligned with truth? And so point number two is to really evaluate the content of your negative thinking. Are there specific situations, you know, where you have this lot of negative thoughts? Are those, is it insecurities in you that are being exposed? Are, are, is it exposing doubts or discouragement, fears or anxiety? Evaluate. Now you have to do this when you're in your logic and reasoning brain, not your reactive brain. But is this thought true? Does it draw me toward or away from love? Is this how God views that person? Because as I've talked about in internal family systems, we want to be able to live from our spirit, from that place of how God views others around us. And if we have automatic negative thoughts, we typically have a wounded part of us that's blended with our core self. And so as you're evaluating your thoughts, point number three, I want you to reframe your thinking. Okay. I want you to practice a new thought. Now we're just going to start with one, right? I encourage you to do this. Now this, you could do it for at least 21 days, ideally 63 days. I want you to reframe your thinking on one thought. Okay. And now how do I do this? Often I will pray, you know, God, show me how you see this person or show me how you see the situation. I want to renew my mind so I can live from the mind of Christ. I want to align my thoughts with God's thoughts. His ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. So identify the new thought and practice it. So for me, to go back to the example of the gym, the thought was, as I really started asking God that, how he viewed the people around me, um, I just felt that he was so proud of them for caring for themselves, for making the effort that they were for overcoming their own maybe doubts or insecurities. Who knows what's happening inside of them? Even someone can come across as looking like um, the person you're comparing yourself to, but yet you have no idea what's in their internal world. And I, I see that all the time as a therapist, someone who you think might have it all together. You have no idea, you know, the things they're holding inside. And so as you identify with a new thought, so for me, it was, you know, celebrating, honoring, um, encouraging those around me in a former place that used to be a place of insecurity for me, that begins to shift how I show up in that space. So now I walk in that space. I know the machines I want to use. I know the weights I want to use. So that helps me feel more confident, but also I just have a way more positive inner dialogue and I want you to surround yourself with whatever new thought you want to practice. So uh, put it on your mirror, put it in your car, put it on your inside your kitchen cabinet. I love, I use an app called I am, and you can actually write out the new thought you want to practice. It's like when I pull up my home screen on my iPhone, it's like a sticky note. So I can see that thought, like literally every time I go to my phone and then you can actually, if you're practicing more than one new thought, you can click on it and then swipe through like practicing those thoughts. You guys, new thoughts take practice. Like it's not just like, okay, I read one verse or I listen to one sermon or I say it one time. And then all of a sudden my brain is different. It takes 63 days to change the groove in your brain, 63 days. 
So stick with it. I am actually, those of you who are listening to this will get a sneak peek. I'm, I am really praying about running a women's group in the fall. Um, it will be online through zoom, so you can do it from anywhere. And I really want to walk women through this process of, um, renewing your mind and cultivating a healthy internal world. So I'll be sharing more about that, um, later in the summer, but I think this is so powerful and it is, I think it's great to do it with friends as well. So here is the big idea for today. Your inner dialogue is reflective of the thoughts you choose to dwell on. Undisciplined thinking can lead to a negative outlook. When you are intentional about observing and evaluating your thoughts, you can begin to change the way you think. Here's what I will want you to reflect on this week. Who, what, or where are you thinking negatively? Either about yourself and inner criticism or criticizing and judging others. What is your most common negative thought loop? Identify it, write it down. Ask, is this thought drawing you towards love, truth, and peace? If not, how is this negative thought affecting you or your relationships? And then finally, what new thought do you want to practice? How can you surround yourself with that truth? Can you believe it's been almost one month since we launched the Life in a Connected podcast? I just want to say thank you so much for being on this journey with me. I hope that you've been encouraged, inspired, learned something new, and I am honored to be able to walk in this with you. Um, I know that this is a busy season for a lot of us with the end of the school year and getting ready for summer. And so now that we've established a good foundation for the Life Interconnected Revelation, we are going to continue to move into the rhythms of how to actually apply these things in our lives. As we talked about today, practical ways to renew our minds. We'll continue to build on those rhythms to apply what we learn here into our real life. And so for that reason, we're going to be slowing down to one episode a week. And so I will be back here next Monday and we'll be talking about more rhythms to be able to nourish our spirit. I will see you next time. Thank you so much for sharing the space with me today. I want you to know that God sees you. You are loved, valued, and important. If this podcast helped you, it would mean so much if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and text or post a screenshot with your friends who can join our mindful movement of believers. Let's live intentionally as God designed life to be interconnected. I'm cheering for you. We are in this together, and I look forward to next time.